something sinister to it Pendulum swinging slower, degenerate moving Through the city with criminal stealth Welcome to enemy turf Harder than immigrants work Golf is just in my shirt Get up off the pavement Brush the dirt up off my psyche You are listening to The Brain Bust Podcast We don't want to do the goddamn legwork Home of your news Ah, that's horse shit (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, actually, that's cat shit Politics She has a lot of issues Benghazi, two, two ships, two ships from Benghazi. In current events. The race is on to develop a marijuana breathalyzer. Somebody's going to make some money. If you don't like it, you can get out. Coming to you from Columbus, Ohio, as Johnny No Fingers spills his beer. <laughs> this is the Brain Bust Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Willis. I did it again. It's the second time. Dan Willis. I'm your host, Dan Willis. I am joined by the co-hosts, Seth Frederick. Hey, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? Awesome. Great to have you here. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't expect yeah, no, to follow No, that was perfect. Up. That was perfect. Uh, sitting next to him, Johnny, no fingers in the pocket. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, better and better every day and every way. That's just going to be your, your byline from here, isn't it? Yeah. I guess there's worse bylines to have. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a motivational thing. <laughs> You gotta you're, you're, are you like always. convincing yourself? The, the only, the only, mind over matter. Yeah. Well, what is it? Happiness is false. It's all about convincing yourself that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> there is no that, happiness. That's more like except it. for the one you invent in your mind. What a great way to kick the show off this week. <laughs> Rounding out the entire crew, Jeff Anthony. Hey, what's up? What's going on, man? Not much. Good to have you here. Thanks. Good to have the listeners here. <laughs> Yeah. This is episode 28. Really quickly, before we get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of this week's show, remember to follow us across the entire social media platform with one handle, the underscore brain bust on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, et cetera. Nope, no, et cetera. That's it. Those are the only three we're on. Additionally, if you have a more long form thought or comment or opinion or just vent that you'd like to get out, Send us an email, brainbuspodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Once again, brainbuspodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can find us and let us know what is going on inside your head and, you know, whatever. Have we got any emails lately? We haven't had any emails lately, but I would say we've had less emails and more interaction other ways. Um, we do have a note I want to get to before we get into the, the, the heart of the episode. We, we get a lot of, um, we get, I get a bunch of messages on Facebook, uh, on the Facebook page, and people kind of hit me up that way. And then on Twitter, when something hits, you know, we'll, we'll get some kind of a tweet or a mention. Um, no, we, we haven't got a ton of emails. Whatever. People are busy. People get their thoughts to us in other ways. It's not necessarily always through an email. Mm-hmm. On that note, we had our first, first officially, officially lodged complaint. I didn't think I was going to get those words out of my mouth. Uh, wow. Yeah, we had uh, an official complaint. Really? Lodged. From? With the show. Um, not, we, we, can we not name names? Well, we, we, I'm going to name names. It, we can keep it anonymous. I'm going to name names uh, because 
the listener that that did lodge the complaint had the um, what word do I want to use? Tenacity, audacity, tenacity, and maybe both the tenacity <laughs> and audacity to lodge that complaint in person. In person. In person. Wow. What I'd like to know is not so much who, but what the complaint was. So let's get into I what the like complaint was. We haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> it's like, well. We have here a letter expressing the complaint and, you know, actions to take, you know, to fixing the problem. Okay. That's good. It starts with a quote from Edmund Burke. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Which is an excellent quote. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's uh, yeah. Mr. Burke's words are, are timeless. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The complaint goes on to say, It is a travesty of justice that the crack brain bust team has to stoop to the level of drinking Castillo gold rum. Mm-hmm. Really? Good luck. Good God, man. Yeah. Can there be any moral justification for the fact that top shelf talent is drinking bottom shelf gutter slop? I don't believe so. A man can only tolerate so much. I've listened to you describe this manifestation of evil, and I have tried, but I cannot sleep at night knowing there is something this wrong with the world. Please accept my small but heartfelt attempt to make things right. Cheers and simplify from Bob Perry, at Aviator Bob on Twitter. He gave us a bottle, two bottles, of, of booze to reconcile and rectify the situation. A bottle of Maker's Mark 46. Hello. That's yeah. some top shelf shit. Yeah. I'm drinking Thanks. that right We're now. We're all drinking it right now. This is the best thing. Thanks, Bob. I, <clears throat> and he also got us the, his words, the nicest bottle of rum his liquor store had. And he lives in Westchester in Ohio near Cincy, so they probably had some nice rum. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, our first official complaint was actually a gift, which we <laughs> appreciate beyond words yeah yeah now we're, we're finally getting paid <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that actually brings us into the last bit of big you know show news and that's this week's sponsor hmm. bob perry <laughs> <laughs> when when you were i didn't know you were, where you were going I, I, that that was the coolest thing ever when i found out that somebody gave us yeah, alcohol he showed awesome. up he showed up was that yesterday or the day before yesterday that was no, yeah that was yesterday because it was i had class he, he couldn't stay long. I had to run to class and he had to run somewhere also. But uh, yeah, he just, he sent me a text the other day like, hey, are you going to be around from this time to this time? Hypothetically, I need to drop something off. You know, I was like, oh God, what That's is this? Awesome. You know? <laughs> That's awesome though. Yeah. So we, I mean, God, we really appreciate it. That's amazing. Uh, so thank thank you, Bob. Our palates are, are being whetted as we speak. Yeah. Like, this the- show is brought to you by... <laughs> Some guy that gave us booze. <laughs> See how easy <laughs> Take it is what to I can a, get, man. Yeah, so will I. And just to go to show how easy it is to be a part of this show. I mean, you can be essentially like a board member. Just drop a brown paper bag off on my doorstep. <laughs> just don't light it on fire. Yeah, don't. He called this shit poop. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up. All of the the necessary items that we wanted to get to, but uh, big thanks to Bob. Big thanks to uh, everyone that's been there supporting the show. We really appreciate it. If you do have emails, thoughts, whatever, send us some, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Let's Absolutely. let's go around the horn. How was everyone's week? What's what's been going on in the local realm, and then we'll get to some big picture stuff as we move on through this week's show. Seth, um, my week has been good. Busy. Like I was telling you, I haven't had job. a day off. Yeah, new job, and then I had drill over the weekend. 
Oh, I did crash my truck, yeah. which you guys know. So that sucks, man. It was like the most perfect timing too, because it snowed in April on Saturday, and it was only <laughs> like it bad. does every April in this goddamn right. state. And it was only bad first thing in the morning on Saturday, which I had to drive to drive the drill, and and then I it was probably like six or seven a.m. in the morning, and I was driving my truck and hit an on ramp, or I hit like. I hit a bridge is what I hit. Oh. So I was going straight and I hit a bridge. My truck is rear wheel drive. So it like that bump caused my truck to like, lose a little bit of grip. Yeah. Just lose some traction. And I started drifting off to the right and smacked the guardrail. So, yeah. but I'm alive. So you're, yeah. you're alive. Yeah, no one else matters. was hurt, right? Yep. <clears throat> no one else in the accident. I mean, yep. it sucks for your truck. She was a trusty, a trusty ride. Yeah. Yeah. The truck moved a lot of stuff for me. That, yeah, actually, just recently it moved some stuff for us. Seth's getting a car from now on. No, no. We're, we have to convince Seth to buy a truck, no matter how good the deal for a car is, because yeah. every group of friends needs one guy with a truck. Yeah, it's like true. Seth's truck is my truck. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all. If Seth has a truck, we all have a truck. It's kind of the way, kind of the way it works. Uh, well, that's a bummer, but yeah, we're glad that you're alive and well, and you know, not in some hospital or something, something yeah. worse. So. Um, John, how was your week, man? Uh, it's you can tell me some sob story about no, how hard you were working. No, <laughs> it's been kidding. it's been busy, which is good because Monday was off because it was like raining like crap. Mm-hmm. But um, it hasn't been bad. Had a nice relaxing weekend this past weekend. Went to Kalahari, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, where what the? That's up in Sandusky. It's um, it's an indoor, huge indoor water park. Oh, uh, okay. They have like the surf, like you can go there, face fake like uh. Oh, the the perpetual like, wave yeah, that you well, can I surf didn't go or. Because I or thought if I fell into that thing, I'd just kind of start tumbling over, or, and then I just won't stop. You can so. boogie board in those things <laughs> yeah, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they had a they had a hot tub for the over twenty one. And it was like indoor outdoor, so we were outside, and it was like snowing out in this hot tub. In the hot like, tub, yeah, just drinking like margaritas. I was like, this is like the That's best thing amazing. ever. So, and what's Cal so Hardy. great is that while I was crashing, John was drinking and yeah. relaxing, <laughs> and hot, enjoying, enjoying at the six a.m. in the so. morning on Saturday. Yeah, well, we got there at ten, so yeah, it was right around eleven o'clock. <laughs> and I was drinking, so popping them up. Hey, it was I love it. It was a good weekend. So that's I'm living off the weekend. The week's just been yeah. Well, as, it's as per usual. But. Yeah, luckily we're heading into a new uh, a new weekend here soon. Looking forward to it, Jeffrey Anthony. Yeah, not mo- not much going on on my end. Uh, took the day off yesterday. That was nice. That's, and, that's uh, good. Taking a lot of time off next week. So nice. Yeah, that's about it. Handle some uh, what, some honey do list items or something. Probably just a crap ton of yard work. Yeah, is what I'm going right. to get into. Yep. I, I was planning on installing some new floors in my house, hmm. but. Turns out the floors that I want is just selling like crazy, so I can't get it until like the end of May. So what floor do you want? Uh, just is it some... made out of gold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't is it a particular for style? Less. Is like a particular style that you like that? I mean, you can't find it, or... it's like vinyl. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's gonna go everywhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Nice. Uh, I'll update you when that'll I be... actually get it and put it in. Yeah, that'll be a nice addition <laughs> to the. Uh... The Anthony cabin yeah. you guys have out there. Yep. Just continuously upgrading it, hopefully. It's so. a nonstop money hole. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Aren't all houses? Always spending money on yeah. the house. Yeah. Um, well, my week was, you know. Man. Yeah. We, we can't week. forget you. Yeah. Busy. I So goddamn busy the last month, really. But um, just work with amps, work on the, the veteran project. Shh. You know, we got another, yeah, I got another uh, content project we're working on. That's that's been 
getting into gear. Um, yeah, just school, typical shit, you know, watching, reading the news, shaking my head, putting my, my face in my palm more often than not. You know, you, <laughs> you guys know the rigmarole. Um, so into the, getting into the show. Uh, we this is the third show in a row where I haven't done a fully. I haven't done show notes. <laughs> I mean, I have some notes. I have some stories. We have some things we want to talk about. But I feel like the conversations have been going better that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Yeah, I think so. I think it's good to have talking points. I don't have those either, but <laughs> no, we do. But uh, we've just kind of just been experimenting, playing around, trying to keep things a little bit more conversational and less like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't, well, I don't want to be, there are so many people that are out there giving their take on the news. Um, I like the idea of us discussing the news because, you know, there, there's a hundred ways to look at a situation, but finding some you know common ground between a diverse group of opinions and people i think that's the value right everyone is going to have an opinion on something but finding commonality among us conversationally trying to get through these things i think that's where we want to go um but anyway i guess that's just like a full disclosure note we are we are running uh, the fast Eddie version of Brain Bus Podcast. Fast, for, yeah, like just fast and loose, man. Hey, well, speaking of fast and loose, well, this goes. Don't this say ties, her name. No, this ties, ties along with it. <laughs> I was just um, kidding. <laughs> my weeks, my like my knowledge of anything has gone to crap because NPR, all they're doing this week is like running ad campaigns. For oh, they're raising their money. money. Yeah. So I, ha- I, I have no idea what's going yeah. on in the world. I, so I, I actually like just started listening to them a lot like this past week and it, i guess i did pick kind of a bad week to start yeah you definitely yeah. did <laughs> that's all they've been doing all week but, but I mean, weeks I mean, are the worst but. i mean i mean the stuff i have heard is good I, yeah I like NPR's it, good so they're necessary well, i mean those definitely it's, it's a good test of fortitude because you know that you're na- not going to donate but you listen every <laughs> single day <laughs> so you have to just i'm just, waiting yeah. until they but stop someday like, seth put you, the shield up yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's like just grinding through it is payment enough for now like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i did my part i listen to all your fucking ads um interestingly enough on npr i'm glad you brought that up john um you know the the only traditional quote-unquote old media company that actually grew its listenership like over the last 20 years and they like quadrupled it that's crazy um yeah i was reading actually a profile from one of the former ceos of or you know executive director whatever the top guy for npr he was there for 20 years and yeah, they, they have a crazy awesome model because again, they still have bias. They are still a, a, a touch left. I mean, a touch maybe left of center, but it's not much and they do a good job and they're probably the most independent news outlet out there. That's traditional. Like if you're can up against AM radio or any of the TV, you know, news stations, MP, you're not going to find better um, radio and broadcast journalism than you're going to find in NPR. I don't think. And I think that's kind of a good counterpoint to you say that we lose hope in voters and we lose hope in people, dr- people's ability to drive vehicles in rush hour traffic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but a good counterpoint to everybody voting for people that we don't like is that publicly funded radio is this big. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like, there's enough smart people out there. It's it's kind of crazy NPR is still around if you think about it. 
much mm-hmm. less thriving the way they are as good of a news outlet. The fact are. that they're around at all is is like, wow, that's admirable. But then you add in the fact that they're growing and you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, how? Yeah, I, th- I think they were saying they've been around for like 60 years now. It's been a long time. <clears throat> that's pretty crazy. A lot has changed in those 60 years and yet they're still kicking evidently yeah. pretty hard. We'll see what happens when we make it to 60 years. <laughs> 60. <laughs> and make us what? Cash into my chips at 57. <laughs> um, I did want to give, for the sake of everyone here and also for the sake of the listeners, an update on where we stand in the primaries. So let's roll into that. On the Republican side, as of today, April 14th, um, Donald Trump is pulling 743 delegates. That should kind of that's the same number he had the last time we did an update because Ted Cruz now has 554 or 545. Hmm. He's picked up some wins. And at least he won Wisconsin most recently on the 5th of April. I think that was the last primary. We're kind of in a lull right now um going into the conventions. How uh, the Kasich still has 143 big deal. When's, but when's New York? New York is the next one coming up. I believe that is next it's week. Like five days, I think, from now. Yeah, oh, next, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday or, no, yeah, should, Tuesdays, should be on yeah. Tuesday. Um, and that's a big state because you have Ted Cruz has said some really shitty things about, like, you know, he's that that comment about New York values, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and New York reacted as you would expect to that comment, like, you know, fuck off. We don't like you anyway. Um, <laughs> But Trump is, you know, very well known in New York. Many of his buildings are there. I'm sure he lives there some portion of the year in his gold tower. (laughs) You know, you've seen his, have you seen pictures of his apartment? It's gold everything. It's the most, it's just, ugh, it's hideous. Like, I don't know when gold was cool for decor, but it's not anymore. I can the promise color, you The that. color of winners. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, I'm putting in gold floors. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. You've got like a, a castle thing going on over there. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll take it. So, yeah, the New York primary is going to be big. I'm not quite sure how many delegates are up, up uh, for grabs. I want to hit the Democratic side here because... Yeah, I'm interested about... This is interesting. And it's interesting Bernie. for all... Well, Bernie has won a, eight of the last nine states. Let's see what good that's done for him. Um, yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> so, Still? including superdelegates, including superdelegates, Hillary Clinton has 1,758, both pledged and super. Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, has 1,069. Here's what's interesting. Actual delegates won like through a, a voting process. It's 1,289 on Clinton. To 1038 on Sanders. Pretty close. Yeah. It's the superdelegates. Do you think? Yet again. Uh, Clinton has 469 superdelegate votes and Bernie Sanders has 31. Now, here's my well, question. Like, let's hear your question. Because I, I get confused, like, sure. of a superdelegate, like, their position. I know, I know it was that they switched the standard... From having, uh, it was like, I forget how many times they changed it in Congress that you could have, th- that they had a whole bunch of superdelegates and then they, they, they actually they like trimmed them down. Yeah, they trimmed them down. Now they're, now they're doing like a, a combination of not having as many in implementing more. Like it was something I, 
I heard it on NPR this week in between ads, and I, <laughs> I didn't really catch the whole story because I was like, oh, man. Goddamn ads. Yeah, I, know. I don't care you're raising money. So what what superdelegates, their vote counts more? Well, no. Their vote counts the same. It, here's what a superdelegate is, by and large. A superdelegate is, is, is awarded to someone who holds public office within the Democratic uh, Party. So they're a DNC... Uh, politician. They're aligned with the, the Democratic National... Yeah, DNC? Yeah, DNC. Um, and as a member of, the, you know, the DNC elite, they get a special vote. It's it's a it's called a superdelegate, and they get to cast it personally, based on how who they want personally, who they want to endorse, right? Here is the rub. If they hold a publicly elected office... Guess what, motherfucker? You don't get you, you get your you can go vote in a, in a primary like everybody else, but you don't get you should in no way, shape, or form should you have some kind of special vote that you can cast regardless of how your constituents vote. I absolutely think that you you know your personal ballot when you go on and you know on Tuesday to vote as an individual, that's fine. You vote for whomever you please. However, this idea that there should be some kind of VIP vote that you get just for being a a, a DNC politician or having some having some kind of influence in politics, oh yeah, here's your your VIP superdelegate. Fuck you. That that delegate sh- that that vote should absolutely be beholden to where their constituents fall cuz you represent your constituents. Like that's basic math to me. Thoughts. What's confusing to me is is how how you get the superdelegate, um, like assigned. Yeah, because I don't know. Are, you, are they governors mostly? Are they senators? Governors. Or? I think there's a decent mix, and I don't know this for sure. And we'll we'll do some follow up here, but I don't know the process for having these assigned. I don't know if they follow the person or they follow the office. You know, like the governor of South Carolina always gets us. You know, I don't know how or who makes this decision right and i guess the best case scenario i mean playing the devil's advocate sure. so say the best case scenario is whatever politician won their respective office with the most votes so the best case scenario that you pick the politicians whether they're governors or or senators that best represent their constituents but and then give them a superdelegate even then uh, it's yeah even it's, then you don't know th- there's no mandate that they have to vote with their superdelegate how their constituents vote. And that's the problem. Because essentially, you're seeing here, the spread between Clinton and Sanders is not that big if you back out superdelegates. And it hasn't been that big this whole time. But considering the fact he's won eight out of the last nine um, states, you know he's been chipping away at that victory. Now, here's another thing. I think he won, I don't know if it was Colorado or Wisconsin. He won a state like 60 by 62% of the vote or something like that. And Hillary Clinton took more delegates than he did. Hmm. 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 17 to 14, I think it was. Sounds like bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like a, a whole big steaming pile of horseshit. I think it took into account super delegates, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, one more question is, shoot, do you think Bernie will still run even if like he'll be the Trump of the Democratic Party? Will Bernie run if he doesn't get the the DNC? Ah, man. You know, I I think he will. Yeah, I I think think he he will. I I mean, he seems to have like enough public support and he's raising money. 
in small donations. The average, you know what the average donation to the Sanders campaign is? Take a guess. Give me three guesses starting with Seth. What's the, what's the average? I mean, you got to think if it's not individuals. It's individuals it, make up the bulk of his donors. But I mean, what I'm saying is it's not 100% individuals. So say it's so say it's us three voting for his campaign. The average would be like 20 bucks. But you fact you fact <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you factor in yeah, you factor yeah. in everybody else. He's I, mean, I don't know money. a few hundred dollars. All right, what about you, John? Wait, give me a number, Seth. Two fifty. Two fifty, John. Average amount of money per Bernie Sanders donor. Well, I was going to guess a lot lower, but the way you're the way you're portraying it, it seems like it's a lot higher than what I'm thinking. So. I'm I'm try, I should I'm trying I'm to present go... this as evenly as possible. 251 Bob. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Price or <laughs> Price is right rules are in effect. Well, I guess that means now I have you're to say a dollar. dollar. So. <laughs> I mean, that's all I would give anyway. So uh, That worked out way better than <laughs> even if we had written something. Um, <laughs> uh, dollar, Bob. <laughs> the average donation for a Bernie Sanders is $27. Shit. And he's raising millions. I mean, he he has a big following. And he has, it's not as uh, um, across the the political spectrum as you would like to see. To to say, oh, that's definitely a political revolution. But you'd be surprised. And I think you'd be surprised with who is voting for Trump on the same, you know, the other side of the same same coin. Um, So it's interesting. Go ahead, Seth. Well, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that I think if you were to take a poll, and I think probably, in fact, the polls out there that exist, if you took a poll to say, are you happy with a Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, um, you know, election, Mm -hmm. how many people are happy with it? I bet it's less than half the country. Yeah, I I can almost guarantee you. I can almost guarantee you it's less than half the country. If you just pull this room, I mean, it's zero percent. I'll bet. I'll bet there are Trump voters. Who would rather see a different, you know, like there are people who are, you know, putting, have already voted for Trump in a primary who wish they could have voted for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they support Trump. Maybe they do like Trump, but I'm sure if they had to pick, if they could pick anyone, that wouldn't be Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so who knows? Yeah, that is lot, interesting. There's a lot of people that are just not Hillary. So, and that's, well, there's just a lot of people who are just not the other person. And yeah. that's like John. Yeah. That's, I'd say you're. Your Trump support is, well, he's not Hillary. Forced? A gun <laughs> Forced? to my head? I don't know. Like, I think that's how I feel about it, but. So do you, yeah. <laughs> we're not going back into that. <laughs> yeah, we're not, yeah, it we're is not forced. It is forced. And that, we, but you people feel that, this yeah. way. Or, yeah, just feeling like you have no option or no other option. Again. At least not one that can win or, you know, yeah. that people think can win. Definitely. Definitely not. Uh. Well, nice. That was way out of Apparently. character. I've never done that before on the show. I like enunciated my burp. Um, with that said, I I didn't tell you guys. I thought of I thought of the you know the conversation to have at the back half of the show, and didn't tell you. I thought of it right before we started. Okay. Size of government. Okay. Here it comes. All right. You guys like that? Let's yes. do it. We 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 spoke I think a month and a half ago about talking about the size of government. You know what is the right size um and we haven't had that conversation on the show we're gonna have it right goddamn now um there is a lot of rhetoric about the size of government you know big government 
This is a this is big government and it's worse. I mean, it's a Republican rallying cry. It's a libertarian rallying cry. It's basically, I mean, if you're a libertarian, that's why. Because the government's too big. Um, and Seth, you're doing a lot of head nodding. And considering, I don't mean to put you on the spot at all. I'm not mm-hmm. loading a question. But paint me your anti-big government case. Like what, as a voter, why are you concerned about the size of government? And in which way are you concerned? Well, the only way that I'm concerned is that I think the government does a lot of things very well, just just like we've discussed before. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of things that the government doesn't do as well. So, so you have to think of the government as, as kind of one occupation or one discipline. If you think of it like a trade, you have an electrician, he's good at being an electrician, but he's not necessarily good at being a plumber. Right. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain things the government. So you pay him to wire the house. Yeah. And, and I, I heard this, this discussion with general Petraeus and, and he's being interviewed by somebody. I I don't exactly have the source on the spot, Sure, but sorry. He he made a quote that in which he articulated the opinion that never before has any institution had such a small amount of people in government that exerted so much control over so few of his constituents. And, and he, he said that specifically from like a policy standpoint, not necessarily put a dollar figure on it, but I mean, he's, he's been, he's been around general Petraeus, you know, he, he's been around he's been, I don't know what, what position he held in Washington. You know what I mean? He was some, I don't know. I don't think he was the joint chiefs of staff, although he might've been, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is the highest military position you can hold. Um, but he was, yeah, he was. He's a, a staff officer, you know, very high up in the Pentagon and Washington circles. He was the overall commander of either OEF or OIF. I think mm-hmm. he got in trouble, though. Didn't he have an affair with one of his subordinates? Or was that McChrystal? No, that was... Um, no, P- Petraeus that, had that, too. That, well, yeah, that was Petraeus. Yeah, he got he got relieved like, of his command. Like his, oh, no. his biographer. Um, that's, that's right. That's right. You're right. I okay. forget her name, but... Yeah, he, his... Oh. <laughs> I guess I guess the analogy I'm coming up with to to kind of like dumb it down is in the military we have our our shop has an IT designation so we we supply comms out in the field where no landlines exist where sure. you can't make phone calls you don't have a cell phone you don't have cell towers to get service so you go out and you get attached to units and they say we have an IT problem just have the IT guys go fix it but the problem is we have a very specific skill set and these problems that they are outside want us that to scope. fix are vastly outside of that skill set. I mean, we can probably figure out how to do it, but there's way better people for the job. Right. So I think that's from a philosophical standpoint where where my so when reservations you, when are. So when you say better people, does that mean private sector? In a lot of in a lot of cases, I think so. Okay. Does anyone have anything to add to that? Well, John, uh, Jeff, would you say that you're small government advocate? I would feel I, like I'd say like I, I used to be a lot more than I am now, but I, like I really don't know where I stand on that. Yeah, like it's more just a matter of having whatever government there is that exists, you know, actually represent its people, and, right? You know, not whoever can contribute the most to their campaigns or you know whatever kind of shit there is. Well, now that's one of my questions is sure is. Where where do their tentacles lie? Like how how far do they go? And the government's tentacles, right? And 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 into what do they dip their fingers into? Which you know they don't. And 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 like Seth said, they don't. They know that they can't do what they're like attempting to do. Or that they, they can figure it out. Sure, anybody with Google can figure it out. Like you know, like they're gonna ask somebody else to how, <laughs> how to get do to it, Mars. And they're gonna Google. do it themselves. Like you know, how do I get to Mars? Right. <laughs> 
We're colonizing Mars. Um, look that up right now. <laughs> yeah. Here is what I will offer as I wouldn't, I'm not a big government advocate. I don't believe in big government. I, 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 we're a big country, you know? Um, and I don't mean that necessarily just in population size. And, but I mean in terms of our influence, the impact when we decide zero or one, there are ripples felt across the planet. And, you know, that's because of uh, the importance of our markets, our business, our, our, our system, the profits we drive, um, the innovation that you've seen come out of the United States. You've seen a lot of profitable, amazing, big stuff come out of the U.S., that requires some level of scale to regulate, to monitor, whatever. Um, here is part of my problem with the the ubiquitous argument that like all big government is bad. Um, well, if you have people that need the government, you know they should they should be able to rely on the government for that need. You know, assuming that they're not just being you know, it's, it's not self-induced or whatever. You know, like there are services that people need. We need roads mm-hmm. and we need good roads. So our cars don't get, sh- you know, shit on. Uh, so those need to be paid for. We need education and we need good education so we don't turn into a second or third rate country. Um, so yeah, we, we should invest in, edu- you know, there are things we should invest in because we get benefit from but other you than. You keep a small government while still investing well, in all so of those things that you're talking about. Let's define what. <clears throat> is small or big government what is small government to you seth i think i don't necessarily think of this conversation in terms of size small government versus big exactly well how big is the federal government i think of small government in terms of it's like philosophy exactly yeah. well it's like it's like saying i'm trying to think of a good example but small government to me is state is state and below you know what i'm saying like it's a, it's a designation you know what i'm saying like so yeah, you, you have one of the most common arguments of states' rights. And we've talked about states, you know, and that's a big libertarian uh, conservative argument is, you know, the federal power needs to be limited. Therefore, give the give the rights to the states and let them do most of their governing for their constituents, which is a good idea. Uh, I agree with that. Local government is the most effective government because that's what has that that's what has the most direct impact on our lives as citizens of Columbus or Ohio. Or wherever it is you may live. Um, <clears throat> however, you're seeing big government in the states. <clears throat> how are you seeing it there? You're seeing it with the American Legislative Exchange Council. And it's newfound. They have another counterpart that works on the municipal level. Hmm. They um, Two weeks ago, I ran into a story. I was actually going to mention it on the last show, but we got kind of sidetracked. In the weeds. In the weeds. <laughs> um, there's an initiative that was passed on a local level out west. I think it was Washington. To put a, a, a charge on plastic bags. Like a nickel. And to generally, there's, there's like 100 billion plastic bags just out and about. In the United States alone. Yeah, they're all under my sink. <laughs> <laughs> they're all under all of our sinks. But I'm talking about like like just floating out down the street, you know, and they're causing pollution problems, what have you. Just and grocery bags. Just like shopping bags. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're well, there's trash. Bags. There's trash bags. No, no, no. Like, we're talking I, about the, yeah. the 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 plastic bag you get when you go buy something okay, from a store. Yeah, um, a huge problem. 
Now, all the American Enterprise Institute folks and Alec and the big companies are saying, no, this is a problem that, uh, you know, the market can handle. Well, the market's putting 100 billion bags out just either in landfills or in the streets or just pollution. So this is a market-caused problem, not a market-solved problem for starters. But here's what happened. Here's the, the, my big government in terms of overreach. I think we need to reframe it. Uh the local municipality in Washington passed this law. And guess what the state did? They made it illegal for the municipality to d- decide on their own laws. Hmm. And guess whose help they used? Yeah, they used an ALEC model bill. Why? Because companies don't want to have to spend money on getting you know, properly taking care of their trash. Yeah, and, screw that. Yeah, and <laughs> I... I can't burn it. I think I think what we <laughs> only in Afghanistan. <laughs> if you're a veteran, don't forget about that burn pit. That burn pit uh, disability percentage. I don't know. Uh, Al Gore's gonna be there. With yeah. Al- <laughs> Hold on. A whale is calling. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I must go save it. Al fucking Gore. Uh, but yeah, I think Seth. I, I, the argument I hear so often, you know, like I saw something on Facebook, small government, for, like hashtag small government for life from someone that I promise you has no fucking clue what that even means. But it's not the size of government. It's government's involvement that we should be concerned with. Now, what should government be involved in? Marijuana? <laughs> well, what, like, that's the first. Yeah, Why like, was like, that like, the first no, thing that came to your mind? One, well, I feel like they're too involved with this whole entire. Oh, the drug. Well, that's that's why I'm at, war on I, drugs. Yeah. Like the war. Like and that's why I brought. That's why I brought it up. Pretty much anytime you put like some policy, like if it's a war on something, it's gonna be expensive as shit, and it's gonna fail miserably in about twenty five years. You know, like we don't yeah. have a very good track record of our war on some kind of social issue. Um. But again, yeah, that's a great example. We spent trillions on the war on drugs in this country. And what do we have? The biggest prison population on the planet. We're 5% of the world's population. We account for 25% of the world's inmates. That's crazy. And that was as of 2014. You know, we, we are not examining the effects of our policies thoughtfully. And I think it's partly uh, a cause of the two-party system and the constant fighting. You know, one's, one team gets in, sets up their shop, and sets up all their procedures the way they like it until they lose office because all their policies failed. And the other team gets in, and then they completely redecorate. They set up their shop how they like it. And then in a few years, they get voted out of office because all their fucking policies fail. And both sides of the, are having failed policies and writing failed policies because – they're not representing the people. They're representing the money. Businesses. Business. Mm-hmm. And so the the common argument is to let the market take care of it. I say, well, what the fuck? You? That depends. Did the market cause this problem? Because if the market caused it, then I don't want the market fixing it. You know what I mean? We have to let go of this idea that saying, oh, that's a free market thing. What does that even mean? Guess what? You still make the rules in a fair free market. In a free market, there are still rules. You know, do rules mean big government or too much like where like how do we write proper rules because technically we've been making government small. If Reagan said small government, we've been making it small since Reagan, which we haven't. We but we've been deregulating since Reagan and it's led to profits. 
but it's led to problems. Would big government be like hiring a whole bunch more people who are in depth and know their fields <laughs> and like can actually take care of the problems that are, that come to them? Like, but would that be like technically small government? It would be like one big government like doing over doing, small. Yeah, government. well, it's like one bigger one big government doing big things really well that don't intrude in your life whatsoever. Yeah. Like that's small government, even if they have a trillion dollar budget, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, let's say they have a trillion dollar balanced budget and they do, you know, six things incredibly well that are vital to the, the health and vitality of the nation. Couldn't you say that that's small government? Yeah. Do you know what we could do with $1 trillion? <laughs> <laughs> have a yeah. banging ass weekend. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Like just give us a yeah. trillion dollars. We will take care of it. Be boys night round two. Peace, bitches. <laughs> you will not find a cent of that trillion. It will all be budgeted. You also perfectly. won't find a sniff of the four of us. <laughs> we will build. Yeah, we'll, we'll be on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> Mars, bitches. Ah, throwback. Oh, um, right. Yes, I, I think you bring up a good point because I think, again, from a philosophical standpoint, the federal government has a few jobs that they absolutely have to do correctly. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Shoot. on that list is at least three. So you need infrastructure. Yes, sir. Infrastructure got big, number one, because of our military. We had to move vehicles from A to B. Well, the well, you had, you the had only reason we have roads. an infrastructure is because of the military. You you have to get you have to get those deuce and a half from A to B, or you have right. to get exactly. whatever, and you have to have your harbors in good shape for the Navy. And we learned which, that from Europe. Which leads into role two, which is national security. So sure. federal government, absolutely. The private sector can't handle national security. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I just, I don't think you they don't can. Want but the, that's a, I don't that's want a, the private a, sector handling it. And number three is policing the populace, which the old adage is the more you respect the police officer who's, who's behind you. And the more you think he will give you a ticket and give you a proper citation. If you're speeding, the more legitimate the government is, or the more, and I say legitimate. I mean, take that with a with a no, grain of salt. I'm, I'm saying from like a, a global perspective. Right. Like, if you believe the police are going to do what if what they say they're going do, to do, right. they're legitimate. you have a legitimate government. You so, have a legitimate so, claim to authority. Exactly. So right. You, you and, and you have police, and you have have regulating regulating the people using Bodies. speed limits and, yeah. and police officers and things like that. Yeah. But you have an infrastructure that seemingly is not too hot. Not so we're failing that dilapidated. And then you have mm-hmm. federal government putting policies and things that seem to be not so effective and they're spending a whole lot of money you know what i'm saying it was like that like that thing that we're talking about just to cite an example because i don't just like saying things out in thin air is is that is that that initiative that the federal government initiated to replace appliances and it was refrigerators and 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 they they subcontracted it out to all these people and they ended up spending millions of dollars on this policy and they ended up a private private company, a private like research firm, ended up tracking down like those dollars to actual change, actual number of appliances that were swapped out, and it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars per single appliance. You know what I mean? Like the money got like changed hands, and it was just Insane. an ineffective thing because people made the wrong decisions. And, and I'm was... not as versed on that particular project. Didn't did your parents? engage in that didn't they swap yeah, a fridge I, out or I, something i think they got a freezer for free or something i'm i don't know i mean but and I, this is I, what i think this is an example of is um you know i think people often take that see look as the government shouldn't be doing any of it, they have no business in this in, in the first place 
You know, like how much they fucked it up and waste all of our money, waste all these taxpayer dollars. And <clears throat> there may be some, there, there may be some shred of truth, a shred of truth to that. <laughs> Just clear the cobwebs out real quick. Good God. Um, but here's here's what I could think of happening. That might have been a bill. It's like, yeah, it's a good idea. We can greatly improve efficiency at the household. And what happened? Oh, well, we need all these companies to help us, you know, do this. Because the government doesn't have a logistics presence in the United States. They don't own trucks and move shit around. Well, the UPS, but that's it. Um, so... Well, we need these, you know, companies that will subcontract to go collect the, the old freezers and switch it, you know, whatever. And that's, and they just suck on that tea, right? Mm-hmm. They get to, oh, we got a government. How many people have you ever heard uh, run a business go, oh, man, all we got this year was a government contract for our revenue. <laughs> that's all we got. We'll probably have to shut down next year. No, they go, holy shit, we got a government contract. And they just start popping <laughs> bottles of champagne for like 30 years because they'll never <laughs> lose that fucking contract. <laughs> and that is that is the worst kind of big government. And that is big government involved with companies. You know, so what I mean to say is this is when you say what typically happens is if you're big government, you're a Democrat. And if you're small government, you're a Republican or a Libertarian or some kind of conservative. And they just shout at each other. You know, you're just going to waste money or you're just not, you know, I'm not going to get the money I need for whatever. And that's not the, the situation is much more nuanced. Because sometimes big government involves conservative principles. And sometimes, you know, you know what I mean? Like the, both parties are guilty as shit of perpetuating a, a, an increasingly larger and larger government. You know, f- and everyone has been guilty of it. And Reagan himself. Reagan deregulated, but I promise you the size of the government didn't get smaller in terms of, I don't know, however you want to measure it. And there are different methodologies to how you measure it. Like, you know, government spending to GDP and all these other different ways of looking at things. But ultimately, I think this is one of those issues that, again, is getting mischaracterized and people are just using it as buzzwords to yell at each other. Hmm. And, you know... I guess we're on a. Uh, well, we talk. We talked about buzzwords. Seth, Seth mentioned a black hat for sure. It was uh, <laughs> national security. Well, that, <sighs> and then we're not going to go into that conversation. Cause Let, no, let's go bunch. into that conversation because I saw something recently. Um, I was reading yesterday. Fifty-one percent of Americans are afraid of the safety of themselves or someone they know from being attacked. From uh, an act of terrorism no, in the mom, United my, States. My parents are. 51% of this country are afraid of an act of terrorism. Well, what, what are the odds? Just, what why. are the odds of getting hit with a terrorist attack? Terrorist attack in this country. One in Extremely 000. high. One, one in 3.5 million. That's insane. If you're not familiar with odds, those would be ast- astronomical odds. Incredibly, incredibly, incredibly unlikely. Um, this the terrorism and national security as this... <laughs> Uh, as a budget line in this country has grown out of fucking control. People are constantly aware of terror and uh, jihad, and yet they're never exposed to it, ever. Mm-hmm. Very few people will ever be influenced by some form of terror. And the, you know, the biggest of it will be New York, and probably always, because the just six degrees of separation, and it's, it's a tight city. You know, it's a small city, not small, geographically small. You know, so everyone knew someone that was down downtown on 9-11. You know what I mean? Um, everyone has a story if you were if you were in New York during that time. What a, what's up, Jeff? 
That's why I live an hour away from Columbus. That's when that picture Fucking terrorists. <laughs> They're not coming out to my house, I'll tell you that. I, I tell you what, if, you, if you're afraid of terrorism, like... Well, I didn't mean to throw this off into that. No, I'm glad you did because well, I was just... going to bring that up anyway. It was in the back of my head to talk about because that was just a, like half of the country. You want to know why half the country is scared of terrorism? Because CNN, Fox News, MSNBC won't shut the fuck up about every time a Brussels happens. We didn't even talk about Brussels. Yeah. Well, two weeks ago. We that that was the week that. of Brussels. Well, mm-hmm. I think we were bogged down with Everything just else. life. Yeah. But I mean, Brussels happened. Brussels was the 11th terrorist attack in the month of March. The 11th. I'm glad we're not playing the drinking game tonight because I I'm already like slurring words. Sorry. Mr. Perry. Yeah, I think anyway. that this, so it was if the, you have any problem with the quality of this week's show, Bob Perry's fault. Bob Perry. Because he gave himself a boost. And also, thank you. Thank Bob Perry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I guess he gets the credit if it goes well. So, too, yeah, so. <laughs> he gets credit both ways. Either way, we're not. it's not our fault. 11th <laughs> That's what we're shooting for. Here. Sorry, John. Get your thought out. 11th terrorist attack in March. Where were you at? Okay, so it Back was the track. 11th ter- terrorist attack. <laughs> it was the 11th attack in March. But which, which story? Like, I mean, it was the only one reported. Right. Because the other one was in Turkey and Iraq. A uh, soccer game in Iraq got hit. Uh, you know, the other ones are in Muslim nations or, or nations we don't give a fuck about because it's not they're not white people there. You know, um, God, they love showing pictures of bloody white people outside of an airport that just got bombed by a jihadist, and, and it'll run for three days. It'll encapsulate a news cycle, and then everyone will be like, "Fucking ISIS!" I know. Everywhere. Oh my well, God, and, right behind us. No, and, just hold on. Go right, ahead. Right, go ahead. right before you go. I just wanted to get the, just just to make sure you're pointing at me an awful lot. I'm a little afraid right now. Well, just to you make terrorist? sure. You're no. Terrorist? Well, sh- Mexican standoff in the show. Draw your guns. <laughs> Everybody, draw your guns. All right. So Nobody just to make move. sure, just to make sure we know we know what we're doing <laughs> is. I want to know is how you're tying this back into national security slash back into bigger small government, and that's what I'm just curious. And let yeah. me do it really yeah. quickly. We spend. More than like the next twelve nations combined on our on our defense, and yet San Bernardino still happens. A nine eleven can happen again. Yeah, but, we've thwarted some attacks, but the TSA we spend yeah. billions of dollars on them. You can get through the TSA is not for shit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah, like, like the TSA is something we spend a, like a ton of money on, and they're completely ineffectual. Yeah, we they, there was just a study last year about how shitty the TSA yeah. is. It's like security theater. I th- I flew with weed in my. I told you guys about that tweet. My my Twitter Dan K Dank underscore Willis is because in two thousand eight. Micah and I flew to New York City because I was pitching a hedge fund. On I was running my own shop back then, and um, I accidentally had marijuana in my Chuck bat my checked luggage. Had no like it had been there for I don't know God knows when, <laughs> and I had no idea. I flew with it there, flew with it back, and it was still there. And I'm not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my boarding pass read Dank 
Willis. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot the space between Dan and K, which is my middle initial. They forgot it. So it said Dank Willis. Yeah, that motherfucker is definitely flying with weed. <laughs> White privilege all day. They didn't yeah. even stop and ask. Hey, is this weed yours? Ah, uh-huh, no. Oh, okay, we're just checking. Excuse me, Mr. Dank. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I found your luggage. Am I in um. trouble? <laughs> um, like, so, oh, no. so here's how it rolls out. We spend all this money. On national security, and that's a, a good, quote-unquote, big government item. And what does it get us? Are we safer? Fuck no. Are our laws smarter? No. We have more of them. We have, we have, we spend so much money on national defense, it's, it's ridiculous how afraid people feel. And even if we spent nothing on national defense, just on the likelihood of someone being willing to put themselves at the risk of death to kill others, is low. It's fucking low. People don't normally do. People don't normally engage in terrorism. And the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's not they, that fun. Yeah, they I mean, don't like to blow themselves up with others. I don't think you can have this conversation in a vacuum. The TSA. I mean, you, if you think about it, our TSA isn't great, but it's better it, than you Brussels. know what I'm saying. Okay, is that what you're saying? And you can't say. And you can't say. You can't have the conversation where our our our, our probability of getting attacked here is low, while not addressing the fact that we are a first world country and we do a lot of things really good. You know what I'm saying? I'm with not, with I'm regard not. to how secure we are, we we do a lot of things really, really well. So far as like sure. policing the populace and having having checks and balances in place to make sure people don't get here that shouldn't be here and don't do the things that they shouldn't be doing. We're pretty good about that. But yeah. if you you have uh, from a global perspective but the, if you have that conversation from a first world country perspective sure the TSA might not be great and you cited that well, study where where like they, 95% they of the people got to get shit through and illicit yeah. things through TSA and they and they did but the TSA isn't horrible it's just not great from a first world perspective it's great from a global perspective and and if you think about customs too it's not horrible but it's horrible considering what it should be. I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Maybe, it, that, was a, maybe that was a bad example, TSA right. necessarily, but what I mean to say is in the defense budget, which is not a TSA, a TSA doesn't fall under there. They fall under DHS. Right. Which is, I don't think that's defense. But in our defense budget, we spend exorbitant sums on shit we don't need, shit that doesn't work, wars that don't need to be fought, at least not by us, and... Yet we're still like perpetually afraid of terrorism. At least there should be some kind of negative correlation with the fear Americans have of terrorism and the amount we spend on keeping us safe. And yet they're positively correlated. It's like make people afraid and we'll get to spend more on keeping us safe, air quotes. Yeah. So uh, the TSA, whether or not they're more effective than um, some other countries' uh, transportation, safety, administration i don't know what the other ones are called i I don't know how how they stack up i really don't know and it may not be fair because more people travel in and out of the united states arguably than anywhere else it's just i i I hesitate to poop on people that are doing their job really well you Uh, know what i'm saying and if you think about a lot of tsa agents okay think like i said think think about weed how well they're doing their job but but what i'm saying is this think (laughs) about think about a postal worker okay you have you're one person at one desk and you can do one thing at one time. Yeah. And you only have eight, nine billion people in your line that are all angry at the post office. Or or if you think about, you know, the DMV, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not the, angry at the TSA. I'm not like 
This isn't me being a, like pissed off because they're touching my nuts looking right. For, like right. I'm not upset with them. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at their whether or not they are effective. Right. And as like as far as we can tell, they're not really stopping a whole lot. I haven't had them touch so, my nuts. Yeah. Let's go back to so that. Well, so, so, so what you're saying is just to be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit. It's like you're okay with them touching your nuts as yes. long as they're effective. <laughs> 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 yes, that is that okay. Is, I just well, I just wanted to make sure that I was hearing you right. <laughs> as long as they know what strings to pull, I'm happy with them pulling strings. Um, <laughs> well, that got weird. Um, <laughs> I guess just to, to bring this around full circle, um, I don't think the issue is with the absolute size of government or even the relative size of government. I mean, obviously, I think we should have a responsible government, a fiscally responsible government. You should only pull out the the big monetary guns when things are really really dire, you I, know. I, I think it's more important, really, just like who's bidding they're doing. Yeah, like with their size. Sure. You know what I mean? Like like if, if government is absolutely huge, but they're doing like what they're like, supposed oh, to do. Yeah, and like what everybody wants them to do. Well, well that would be a good thing. I mean, that, that would that would be good. Yeah. Like, does that reframe it for you, Seth? Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think. And again, I mean, I'm not like I'm not disagreeing with you guys, but I think I think we're all resonating the exact same yeah, points. I, I think, think you're right. I think we're talking about the accountability and the effectiveness of policies that are put in place over people who are probably trying to do the right thing. So, in in like I was, I heard another interview with, um, and this might be going off topic. That's okay. So, so what it topic? was um, General Mattis, and he was oh, talking about and he was dog. talking about our Navy, and he was talking about when the when the budget cuts came around two years ago. Um, the military budget cuts. Yeah. They just, they just uh, from sequestration. Yeah, X percent off the top of every branch of military. And that was the way the legislation was pushed. It was in a rush, and we said, hey, we have to cut this budget, so and this has to happen off now. Yeah. So we'll cut it off the top, and we'll just take X percent off of every branch. Across the and, board. And then it will be done. And he was, he was articulating the thought that that's not a good idea because there's a lot more effective – there's a lot more effective ways to do it. So there's there's places where you can cut fat in the military, and there's, and there's places, places where you, you absolutely shouldn't cut fat. Right. Citing our navy, he said our naval populate or our naval presence in certain areas, not necessarily combat vessels, but our None naval our naval presence in certain areas to stabilize stabilize places got got hurt. And instead, we need more funding for those ships right. instead of less. And right. they got they got hurt. And then we have we have companies who can go away altogether. And they only got dinged a little bit. It's like and, get get rid of those and and bolster up the navy. So I think it's, I think what you're articulating is that we're we're putting ineffective policies on people yep. on well-intentioned people and then saying deal with it. And and these people are trying their hardest, but it's but they can't right because they're getting their heads cut off. And I think again that just goes to show you it's not you can't be a, a big government mindset and just say throw money at it. Oh, we got a, we got a social problem. Oh, here's here's a hundred billion dollars, solved, done, <laughs> and you can't be uh, a small government proponent and be like, oh, just just slash it, just cut the spending. We, we, then we'll have the money we don't have. Oh, we're short a hundred million. That costs a hundred million. Don't buy that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. What are the implications of those actions? And I think we we are, as an American electorate, we'll we'll kind of focus it on this. We're not paying attention to implications, and this isn't doesn't go for us in this room. Because I think we are. We're trying to. Uh, we are more, it's more about ideology. You know, what is the right thing to do? 
Well, no, it's right to be a Republican. Well, no, it's right to be a Democrat. Well, no, it's right to be big government. Well, it's right. You know, it, we are. We, well, wait a second. We have policies. Let's look at and see how they're doing. The ones that are shit either fix or completely get rid of. And the ones that are good promote. <laughs> you know, like, right. like, why is that hard? Uh, because there's money in there's too many back deals. Somebody's shaking hands with somebody. Too, too, somebody else is kissing somebody well, else's baby. Uh, like you, what? Ultimately, <laughs> business has told us that, hey, America's great because American businesses are great. And America will only ever be great unless American business continues to be great. So do everything that we can to make American business great. And that'll trickle down. And uh, hey, man, if that was the truth, I'd be on the show saying that every fucking week. But that it's the truth isn't that simple, and the fact of the matter is, it was a lot easier to be like, "Holy shit, we're going to expand our profit margin enormously without doing anything." So if we get <laughs> you know, by just spending less. So if we get the government to endorse us, we're all going to switch our views. Absolutely. I mean, John will be the first guy to sell out. Yeah, I mean, how much are they paying? Yeah, what's like, what's the check? If 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 what 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 what's the fucking X. money for the brain bust? It's no, X. no, we're not talking about hypothetical. What's well, well, this is hypothetical, but not yeah. Well, X's. What, what is the check that the government would have to write us to say, hey, stop producing your shit? At least four to five X's. <laughs> is that like yeah. decimal places? I don't understand. Well, at least two more bottles of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> If they can match or beat Bob Perry's gift, <laughs> then we'll stop producing the show. <laughs> Three bottles of rum, sold. Hey, I mean, we can have just like a, a, a bidding war. Yeah. Like. yeah. Highest bidder. I love it. Um, I think that was a really good discussion. I think we had two good talks. We'll, we'll leave it there. Um, comments. Question. I know. I God damn it. If there's one buzz item, it's, it's the size of government. So, yeah. listeners, size of a loaf of bread. I know you have an opinion on this. We'd love to hear it. You can send us that opinion by going to the. No, you don't go there. God damn it! <laughs> you can you can send us that opinion by emailing us at brainbuspodcast at gmail.com. and we'll reply. If you don't want your name shared on the show, whatever you keep anonymous, we can keep you anonymous. Um, if you want your name shared, you know we'll plug you. Tell people about your website. And, oh, my God. Sorry. The wordplay all yeah. day so, on this week's show. We'll plug you. Like phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. I did want to mention one news story. I wanted to kind of come. Wait, did we talk about I don't know the UC Davis? About. No. No, we talked about it before the show. Mm-hmm. Back in November 2011, so four and a half years ago, Students on the campus of University of California, Davis, were engaged in a peaceful protest. Now, Seth, we had this conversation before the show, just kind of touching on the wave tops. I didn't get what the protest was originally about back then. Uh, From what I understand, it was because of the associations that the president of the school had with uh, some certain companies. The Sacramento Bee just reported today that the school spent somewhere around 200, at least 175 grand, maybe more, to restore the reputation of the university and the president personally. Because what happened was this video leak that we watched before the show of this cop spraying these guys sitting on the ground, arms locked in. They just wouldn't move, apparently. So he just 
pepper sprays the shit out yeah. of these kids. Just like, like walking back and forth. Like Calm as day. Like, they, there was no violence. There was no threat of violence from the students or the cops. I mean, other than the pepper spray, which is unpleasant at least. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was OC or I, th- I think it was OC. It looked like OC, which that shit is fucking heinous. I got I got a guy I went to the Marine Corps with. He had to get OC sprayed for part of training. I didn't I, I didn't have to go through this training. Thank God. He said that he would he would leave the country before he did that again. <laughs> like really? he would he would leave the country. Like, leave his wife. (laughs) Just, I'm out. I'm finding an island. I'm never doing OC again. So they get doused with this shit. And then, of course, the internet gets a hold of it, right? And obviously, people are appalled that students got sprayed like this on campus, you know, as part of a peaceful protest. So the internet blew up with backlash. Negative comments. There's been the the president. uh, Her name is Linda Katehi. Katehi. They've been calling for her resignation for like five fucking years. In fact, right now there's a sit-in in her lobby outside of her office that's going on. The students are saying, we will not leave until this person steps down. They use public taxpayer funds to clean up her fucking internet reputation, quote-unquote, with a, a pretty reputable firm out of Maryland that literally goes on the internet and just looks to delete bad things that people said about you. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? How do they do that? I don't know. Oh, is part it, of it is—is is it, is it just like a copyright thing? Well, or well, like, like the DMCA when they, crap. When they can't delete it, what they do is they go to Google and they rearrange <laughs> where that content shows up in its search engine um, priorities, like its 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 ranking. Hmm. Very last. Yeah, exactly. They 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 yeah. do everything they can on the SEO side. I mean, all they got to do is move it to the second page. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> no one will ever, no investigator will ever find it. It's yeah. safe as gold. Like, yeah. Might as well be in a vault. Nobody like. ever clicks the, the first zero on Google or the first O. If you, yeah, if you, if you can't if, find it on the first page, it doesn't exist. Or you type the wrong thing in the bar. Yeah. yeah or, or you don't know. Or you're drunk. Go to sleep. Um. I, I thought this was really interesting because one of the big complaints that the students were lodging at this president was the fact that she served on the board of a couple of different very big textbook uh, publishers. That's a problem to me. I don't want any of the university staff having any relationship with the textbook publishers. McGraw-Hill, I think that's one of the huge Guess ones. what? McGraw-Hill stamps Columbus State on all the books really? that they sell. At our books, you know, and it's just like, hmm, hmm why? Yeah. <laughs> the, I bet the school's getting a little bit of money on this. I bet McGraw-Hill's getting, you know, a, a shit ton for doing a special this. deal with CS. And it's kind of funny because it's not investigative journalism because, I mean, you go to you go to uh, Half Price Books. It's like, all right, 400-page book full of great information, three bucks. Go go to the <laughs> oh. college university store, $800, and you can't sell it. <laughs> and also, it's shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like, that was written 20 years ago. It's had, yeah. you know, four edition updates, which was like new the, prefaces. Well, the $800 you're paying for is you hope somebody already filled out, like, all, like, the long word answers in there, so you get, like, half your homework done. That's the only thing you're paying for. Yeah. Well, now it's all, especially now, because every textbook comes with, some kind of key for the the oh our online, online learning module, which yep. is horseshit. All of them. I've got one from my econ. It's worthless. Yeah, yeah. it's garbage. I haven't like these are all garbage. McGraw Hill, if you're listening, fuck you. You suck. <laughs> but um, like, I think that's actually a Buffett company. That's a uh, that's a Berkshire Hathaway. They own McGraw Hill. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck, fuck him too. Fuck. <laughs> Warren Buffett. This is gonna be called fuck you, Buffett. 
Um, no, but it's just uh, that's a problem, and it might not be a problem immediately. But it opens yourself up to a shit ton of, well, this isn't really good for the students, but we get a ton of money if we do this deal with, you know, and yeah, which degrades might be good for the students, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> oh, we built you a new gymnasium. Like, we gee, have a gymnasium? Like, like, gee, thanks. I don't give a fuck. Or they said oh, the, the, the Columbus State volleyball team is playing again. All right. Well, yeah, no, nobody cares. You yeah. want to you want to get off on a you want to get off on a tangent. <laughs> I have a tangent about Kent State University. The year I went there, I think it was 2012 or 2011. You know how much they got in tickets? I, I'm ticket I'm talking sales. Ticket tickets. Writing tickets for illegal parking alone. Uh. Just take a guess. I'll, I'll go around the room. Jeff, you I first. Ten grand. One dollar. Okay. Ten grand. Okay. You're talking on the year. You right? said ten. Yeah, I'm talking a year. Twenty grand, eight hundred ninety thousand oh dollars on a campus of what size? How many students? I think we had like on 5, our 000? campus no twenty three thousand. Oh, students. okay. But that's a almost a million dollars. Yeah, that's that's like in that's like ticket, thirty or forty in bucks a student alone. Is this like you parked in the wrong in spot? in the illegal spot? Yeah, they had this. They had this on the page of our of our. Daily Kent State or whatever the heck yeah. it was, I was reading one day. I was like, "School paper." You've got to be kidding me! Where is that money going? To the city? No, it's going to our athletic department. <laughs> it's going straight to our football team. I know exactly no, where it's going because you, the, that's the, where ninety percent of all campus, all of if you want to talk about money, where they're <laughs> pushing athletics. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, are you guys this, a D, are you guys a D one school? Uh I forget now. For, uh, it's, it's probably different yeah, for sports. Yeah, it on the it's sport. all about. If you think about it, Kent almost beat um, Minnesota. Uh, they're, well, they're, yeah, they're in the MAC. Well, it's D one. Um, yeah, it's D one. So yeah. Um, you guys have a campus police had a campus police, right? Yeah. Now, but how does that work? They're does, not they're not getting paid a million dollars collectively. Well, no, I'll no, tell no, you no, that no, much. Uh, well, if that's who, what you're asking. Like, like for example, our school has campus police too. Who do they belong? Like. What police department? Are they the Columbus State Police Department? They're like security guards. No, these are police. Like, we have police. Oh, really? Campus police. They've got to fall under Columbus. Do they have a gun? Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you and were talking. Cruisers. You were talking OSU. They collaborate. Like, if you're talking like channel, well, in Columbus channels State and, and OSU. Well, oh, I was talking about OSU. Yeah, OSU. They can. They have jurisdiction over their own area, but they don't. But fall. where do they get their funding? From the school or from the city? Oh, I'm not. That's sure. the question. Like the 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 school had better not be paying those. Like the police should not be paid by the school. They should be paid by the municipality or the city the school is located in. You know, as a provision for for campus safety. I think they're paid by the school. Hmm. To be honest. Well, then they're not police officers, are they? Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. Like, who gives them? I don't know. Well, I don't know anything I don't about know. this. Like, where do they get all this authority? Yeah. <laughs> Self-entitled. Yeah, Self-entitled. Yeah. What I think we should do is all make do wild is assumptions about things we know nothing about. And then just the report on them as yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy a share. I mean, that's all that I do right the whole time. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know if you mentioned it. We did a lot of, yeah, I read this once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it had some words. <laughs> just, just take, just take our, just take our word. I don't on think, it. I don't yeah. think there's a whole lot of like self-proclaimed news outlets digging up stories from 2011 and reporting on them five years later. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's journalistic like, yeah. integrity. Like we were talking about buzzwords. <laughs> journalistic integrity is a horrible buzzword. Like we don't mention, <laughs> don't, no fault, don't source material. Uh, don't, don't, don't mention that. I will. We're joking. <laughs> I mean, for the listeners' sake, we're we're, we're screwing around. I mean, we don't sort. Uh, there is a source behind most of what we say, even if we don't give it to you. <laughs> We're not purposely yeah. Email trying us and to we'll, we'll give it to yeah. you. We'll, we'll, we'll find sure. it. Even if it's just their own heads. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the source is the... 
the antimatter that rests alongside us. Um, no, we, we <laughs> there's there's little bits of truth to everything we say. On that note, I think we should wrap it up. I think it was a great yeah. a great show, all things considered. Well, don't steal that from NPR. The name of the... <laughs> yeah. NPR stole... That's a saying NPR stole. Yeah. Fuckers. Uh, that's copyrighted, Dan. You can't say that. <laughs> and by the way, send us your money. Yeah, also... <laughs> hey, that's copyrighted. Also, can we... Can I have like 20 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, I we got are, this radio we show. Are, I'm doing, I, I need some are, money for it. We are listener funded. So if you like what you hear, just send us send us a whole bunch of money. You know what yeah. I want? I tell you what. If, if you like what you hear, give us a fruit basket. Give us one of those months... Send us alcohol. A booze basket. Does the booze company basket. exist? Is there a booze basket company? Because yeah. I think we just stumbled on like our, yeah. the billion dollar idea. <laughs> you get a box of booze every month and there's different bottles. That, all right, we'll talk about this later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't let it get out. We're going to make so much money on this. Um, thank you all listeners for listening. This has been episode 28, title to be determined. Maybe something with the size of government. I don't know. Maybe what was what was one of the two terrible things I said? We'll plug you, John. We'll John plug you. And what was the other thing I said? I like it. It's I don't mind you touching my nuts as long as you do it effectively. Well, John said, "What happiness is an illusion?" I think Ooh. that should be. Or happiness is dead. Something like that. Happiness isn't real. <laughs> you just you're just forced to believe that it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure out a title for the show, and it will be up and and live on this Sunday. Well, today, if you're listening. It'll be up as soon as you're listening to it. (laughs) Um, One more time, be sure to interact, engage with us on all of, well, on Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) and Snapchat with the handle, the underscore brain bust. If you are an iTunes listener, please do us a favor right now. Just take, I know, I know you're, you're driving. Maybe you're driving right now. Pull off on the side of the road. First of all, slam on your brakes. (laughs) If the person behind you hits them. Or hits you when you suddenly break your neck. Play it up. Well, it, oh, right? it's God. their fault. It's so. their fault and the settlement time. All right. Yeah, you might now, get some money out of it. Right now, while they're on the phone with with their insurance company trying to figure out how much they're going to have to pay you, go to the iTunes podcast app. Find the five star part. Click on five stars for Brain Bus Podcast, and give us a good review. If you're a SoundCloud listener and you were in the car that hit the person that slammed on the brakes in front of you, you need to call a great, a great <laughs> defense attorney right now. So don't rate us or anything, but you're a SoundCloud user. So give us a like, share the show on your feed. Yeah, it takes way less time than giving us stars. So. <laughs> Eventually Seth and John will pick their shit up and they'll be able to talk to them. <laughs> no, give us, give us a rank, give us a review. Um, those... You don't know. Every time we get one of those and it's and it's good, it's like it's like really really nice. touched by the TSA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting touched by the TSA. It's great. We we love it. So uh, yeah, thanks again for everything. This has been episode twenty-eight. This is Dan Willis, Seth, John, Yep. <laughs> All saying. All saying good night and good luck. We'll see you on the next show. (laughs) Oh, man.